Okay, welcome back, all of you voyeuristic shut-ins, to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like almost every week, <laughs> but tonight I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that group consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Micah. Yeah, the neighbors are up to something. I can see it. <laughs> Voyeuristically. Yeah, right? So sit back and relax. Enjoy our review of the 2007 American neo-noir psychological thriller film, Disturbia. And no, not the 2008 song by Rihanna from the Good Girl Gone Bad album. Disturbia. <laughs> Disturbia. 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 There's a longer joke on Letter Kenny. Literally will never fucking forget the YouTube video that goes with that song with the girl. That was like flashing her bedroom lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's freaking fantastic. Every killer lives next to someone. That is a really scary tagline. Chainsaw Massacre guy did not. He yeah. Lived down the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah, but people came to his house. Yeah. Unwillingly. Uh, some of them came up. They're like, we need help. And he's like, yeah, you can get help. Come on in. Well, same, ha- same thing happened in uh, X. Yeah. Come on in. <laughs> Hit that music. Boogies, everyone. This is episode six of the fifth annual Halloween Screamathon. And boy, howdy. I I don't know if this was my pick. I want to say it was either Katie or Micah. A lot of us were very pumped when this choice came up. And yeah, we're doing a 2007 uh, thriller, Disturbia. Yes, that movie with actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And I like Shia LaBeouf a lot. And I he has some... Actually, I think he's doing fine now. There was there was a chunk of time where he was he had some things going on in his life. But uh, this is a very cool movie, and I I think all of us have like good memories of it. Which uh, I didn't watch this in the theater, but it was very close to when it came out. I remember watching it like, damn, that was really fucking good. <laughs> so uh, forty uninitiated, Disturbia is about a teenager who is placed on house arrest. And through his very bored house arrest life, he is snooping on his neighbors. He possibly discovers that one of his neighbors is a serial killer. Maybe. That's what I say, possibly. is <laughs> a serial killer. And it's him dealing with, I have to stop this killer before they strike again. And oh no, they might know that I'm looking at them. So if that sounds familiar, that's because it was actually based, kind of, on a Alfred Hitchcock film from 1954 called Rear Window. That was the one with Jimmy Stewart. And he's got his, like, sorry, James Stewart. It was back when he was a young, young bully. But he breaks his leg and he is 
using his binoculars and checking out the neighbors. And boy, howdy, it looks like his neighbor murdered his wife. And it looks like the neighbor knows he's looking and he has to stay alive. And if that sounds familiar, because yes, the Simpsons did it also. Uh, from season six, episode one, Bart of Darkness. It's when they get the pool and Bart breaks his leg and he uses his telescope to snoop on Flanders at his home. And looks like he just killed Maud Flanders. <laughs> but no, it was just, what, a shrubbery? A tree? But I heard a woman shriek. Yeah. <laughs> now that I can't explain. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, this is a awesome idea that actually the rear window, the movie, it is in the registry, the film registry of Library of Congress. And it's an, it's an important film of history. So the reason I said that Disturbia is kind of based on that story that is obviously Disturbia, rear window and Disturbia equal sign, it's because the screenplay writer, Christopher Landon, yes, the same Christopher Landon that made Freaky and Happy Death Day 1 and 2 and a ton of other movies that we absolutely love here, he said that when he was hearing stories about Martha Stewart being on house arrest, the thought came to him, it's like, well, what if you were just stuck at home and bored and you saw something creepy outside your window? What would you what would you do? You can't leave. And what if that weird thing sees you? How do you escape when you can't escape? And he's like, that's a really cool idea. I'm going to come up with a story. And then later on, you know, uh, the company got sued, Steven Spielberg and the production company actually got sued because that that's a Hitchcock story. So um, I don't think Christopher Landon stole it from Hitchcock, but it is a pretty damn close idea to rear window. <laughs> but what are you going to do? You know, uh, there's tons of songs that come out and people like, I did not listen to anything and made this possibly, or maybe you heard something. You got a little bit of a, you know, tickle of creativity. I don't know. So Emma, what did you think about Disturbia? I absolutely love Disturbia. Disturbia was one of those movies that when it first came out, I was like, oh, scary. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it, though. And I have absolutely loved this movie since it came out. It was just, it is very creepy and possible. And I think that's what really adds to the creepy factor that people just kind of portray themselves as a normal person and then, oh, I'm sorry, uh, people be hiding you in your crawl space. So, yeah, no, I love the movie. It's good. Micah. Uh, number one detail, this is a fucking nostalgia bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our age group happens to be centered around a young point in, li- in our lives around that same time, and it's just... It's it's a it's a great remember of how how simple life was playing playing Xbox and playing Call of Duty and, and oh, Halo man. and just yelling about each other's moms and oh Micah you're uh, taking me back man staying up all night probably staying up all night watching this movie sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend in high school where we literally just sat and stayed up all night literally either playing video games or watching movies and I watched some of the most absolute banger movies on those nights 
because he had like all the fucking premium channels. So I was like, dude, let's fucking go me out here with basic <laughs> ass cable, not watching anything except coming on Ooh, TNT, me. right? <laughs> Self-core porn, let's go. No. Uh, but no, I, I love this movie and it, I don't know. I think it holds up surprisingly well. I mean, it's, it's a very believable, like it doesn't go over the top at all. Yeah. And, you know, except for Jesus, how vast the underside of that guy's house is. My God. Oh, he tunneled. But <laughs> other than that, it's very believable. A very boy cried wolf situation where nobody believes him and he's on house arrest. And yeah, yeah it's just, it's just very, very well done for a horror movie to not have to go over the top. <laughs> yeah, you smiling at me right now, huh? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved it and I think it held up very well. I love this movie. I there was a this point in time when this movie came out, Shia LaBeouf was like the hit thing. He had just done Holes, and he was starting to get into doing some more serious roles. He did uh, what the greatest game ever played, oh and then Disturbia, and afterwards he went on to do Transformers. This was like hate and Eagle Eye. This was like heyday yeah. Shia LaBeouf before he. Oh yeah like went crazy and for a minute he's fine now but he had a break for a while and like i just i love this movie so much the only thing i don't like about this movie is that his name is kale yeah i just think that's stupid but whatever yeah that's weird it's a weird ass name i have never still to this day have never met any person named kale so and the fact that he's meant to be our age means that his parents named him Kale in the 80s. <laughs> like, the fuck? Maybe it's Kale. They were very holistic. Yeah. Could and be Kale was just really it good for Caleb, pregnancy. But if it was Caleb, they would have called him that in court. Yeah. <laughs> they just said Kale. His name is straight. His government name is Kale. And that's weird. Yeah, that's really But weird. everything else about this movie is great. I love the soundtrack because, it, like, this was... I was in college when this movie came out um but it was early in college when it came out so uh, all this music is like my music all of the fashion as horrible as it may be to current eyes was shit that i wore like (laughs) it was just great this movie is great i didn't realize i missed this movie uh if i was working on my like spooky movie like collection back then I absolutely would have had a busted old DVD of Disturbia. And when we watched it again, I was like, how do I not have my own copy of this? This movie is awesome. Uh, we have one now, you know. Yeah, because I have it. Yeah. I but, had it. But it's <laughs> really fun. I, you know, even though if you talk to the right person or wrong person, they're like, oh, it's just plagiarized version of Hitchcock. Yes and no. There are some differences, but the skeleton, yeah. I mean, it is rear window. Yeah, but it's also the skeleton of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, absolutely. From like five hundred years ago. So. Yeah, but it, oh well, it's just fun, and it's an updated version of rear window. And I think that's cool when you can get an old story, you know, from the eighteens, you know, super duper old, and adapt it for modern times. Uh, a Disney film, a decom that I really enjoy and Katie loves immensely, Brink. That is an old Swedish story, super duper old, and they made 
a version that ha- works in the 90s and it blows my mind thinking about that it's fun when Did you the swedes in- invent skating yeah it was ice <laughs> skating the original <laughs> it, it just makes me smile when you can do that and this is an updated version of rear window and i thought that was really cool um really good supporting characters uh the villain's pretty dang scary i'll tell you that um sure there had to be some dumb people but that's what makes scary movies work <laughs> so i don't think i have anything else. so this film uh you can find it on the dvd that's in your house DVD probably. rack or your vhs of it <laughs> A VHS, that'd be. A- I was gonna say this came out at the time where you could probably have a VHS copy of this fucking movie. Oh, someone yeah. for sure has a VHS of Disturbia. Uh, but this bad boy is on just about any app you have to pay. It, you gotta rent it. I don't think it's on anything free except if you put your pirate hat on. Everything's free. Yeah, but you could probably find a copy of it for like three bucks on Blu-ray. Like, come on, absolutely. <laughs> just find buy it. it. You want it forever? In at a Walmart. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, this seems like a pretty solid movie, so I'd give it a shot. Uh, it's 105 minutes, so it's not going to keep you there long. It moves pretty dang quick for what it, what's going on. So so we'll get through the story, and then we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite characters. Okay, so our story starts with well, one of the best ways to open up a thriller, and that's with a little bit of a flashback or... Uh, bu- a little bit of time before the movie starts and so we meet up with kale and his dad and they are on a trip a fishing trip and they're having a really good time it seems like it's pretty sweet and unfortunately as they are driving back from the fishing trip they are on the phone with the mom and then they get off the phone telling her that they're on their way and they didn't catch that many fish and all this stuff and there's an asshole driving down the road Weaving in and out. Oh, the last time he weaves in and out, there is a stalled car on the road. And then, Kale crashes into the car, and then their vehicle flips over. And while they are in the middle of the road, trying to recover their senses from the accident, another car hits them. And so, we get a little bit of a time jump, and we see that Kale survived the accident, but the dad died. And so... Before the accident, Kale was, I assume, a pretty good kid in school. You know, actually did his work. But after his dad passed away, Kale didn't give a shit about nothing. I understand you, Kale. I get that. Unfortunately, his Spanish teacher brings up his dad, saying, like, what would your dad think? You know, he'd be so disappointed in you. And Kale pops him in the mouth. (laughs) So for actually assaulting someone... Uh, it's not good, but the judge feels a little bad because it's like, well, I get it, you know, you, you, you know, your parent passed away, but that doesn't justify you socking somebody in the mouth, Kale. So, I'm sorry, bud, but instead of actually putting you in jail for doing this, a juvenile, we're going to put you under house arrest for three months. So the whole summer, he's locked up at home. And so with house arrest for the uninitiated, it's they give you an ankle monitor, And the ankle monitor has a machine that's plugged into the house at some point. Usually it's, they try to aim it at the center of the house. And there's a boundary that you cannot cross. If you cross it, then the people that are constantly keeping up with it think that you are trying to run away or do bad stuff. And so the cops get called and they scoot off to come get you. 
at the beginning, Kale is happy about this, man. He's like, oh, I can just watch TV and play Xbox, original Xbox multiplayer? Turn the fuck up. Unfortunately, his mom, Julie, she cuts the cable and turns off the internet access. Now, back in the day, because this was the, you know, the 2000s, that's cool, I guess. But later on, you couldn't do that. That's so fucked up. Now, I get Kale has lost his mind. And he is building, like, Twinkie buildings and just destroying stuff and eating all the food and just being an asshole. I get that, like, turning off everything. That's crazy to me. So, Kale is super bored. And so, that leads him to start watching the whole neighborhood where he lives. He's got his binoculars and he's watching everybody. He's actually getting a bead on what everybody does in the world. He checks out one family that the husband leaves and the wife leaves for work. The husband comes back home and gets busy with, was it the maid? Gets busy cheating and then there's a little kids being assholes during the summer watching softcore porn and hey, his neighbor, well, they have new neighbors coming in and they have a very hot daughter, Ashley. And so he is trying his best to keep her in the middle of his binoculars as she goes to take multiple dips into the pool. <laughs> so there is another neighbor they have. His name is Robert Turner. We find his name later, but he's a single man. He lives home alone. So one night, Kale starts getting a little bit jumpy about Robert because he comes home and his like Ford Mustang, he's got this classic Ford Mustang, he comes home with a dented fender and they listen to the news and apparently a serious and apparently a serial killer has a dented fender just like his car. Uh-oh. <laughs> so around this time Kale actually becomes friends with Ashley. And they start spying on Robert together. And then Kale's good friend Ronnie, when he's not just having a fun time on vacation, he comes to visit Kale because Kale's losing his mind at home. So they see that Robert brought a woman home, assumingly for a date or something like that. And then the woman starts running around in a panic and the lights are cut off. But then later on, because they're starting to freak out a little, Later on, she comes out of the house and hops into her car. And they're like, oh, okay. And Ashley's like, well, maybe she likes being chased around. You don't you don't know. You know it's People do freaky-deaky stuff on dates. And he's like, okay, I guess. Maybe he's not a crazy killer. <laughs> so, Kale, he obviously has a big old crush on Ashley. And Ashley wants to get in with the popular kids in school. And so she throws a party. And Kale is very jealous because he sees Ashley flirting and talking to all the popular asshole kids from school. So Kale moves his speakers onto the roof and he's playing, what was it, like Loving You, all these really sweet love songs while they're playing like, you know, booty music. So Ashley comes over and she's pissed off, turns off his music, and then Kale, like, inadvertently, like, proclaims that he really likes her and Ashley's like, I like you too. And they share a kiss. Hooray! He's got a girlfriend now. <laughs> so, Kale hasn't 100% really let go of the fact that Robert is a weird guy. And there's still a serial killer out there. So, he actually gets Ashley to follow Robert to the, to the store. 
so that Ronnie can break into his car to get the code to, to open up his garage. And so Ashley actually follows him around and she loses track of him for a second. She hops back into her car and then Robert pops out. And Robert's like, so I don't know why you're like following me. Maybe you got a crush on me, little girl. I'm flattered, but you need to uh, just keep your nose out of business. Because some people get a little jumpy when someone's looking at them. And bad things can happen. And Ashley's like, holy shit, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> so she calls the boys and tells them, you need to get out because he's heading home. They get free and scoot off. Unfortunately, Ronnie realizes he left his phone in Robert's car. And so that night, Ronnie breaks into his house to get to the garage. So I guess he's heading through the house to get to the garage to get into the car to get his phone. Unfortunately, Ronnie gets trapped. Uh, the garage door closes, and then Ronnie, because uh, he has this like old school, like a GoPro situation on him, and he starts running through the house screaming, breaking stuff. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> so Kale leaves his property, and instantly the ankle monitor goes off, and the asshole cops, actually related to the Spanish teacher, come out, and they're like, well, Time to arrest you, bud. And so the police arrive, and Kale tells them, just look into the garage. That dude's a killer. And so they do check it, because he's just yelling about this, and they find a sack that looks like a dead body. There is a dead body in it, but it's the body of a deer. And Robert's like, well, I hit this deer, and it dented up my car. And I didn't know what to do with it, so I was just going to, like, chop it down and throw it away in a little t tinier pieces. The cops are like, we apologize, Robert, that this asshole kid is saying that you're a killer. And he's like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> so, Kale's mom actually comes to Robert's house to apologize for Kale being a crazy kid and saying, like, hey, don't, like, you know, don't press charges. My kid's a piece of shit, you know. And then... Holy guacamole, Robert is a killer. <laughs> and knocks Kale's mom out. Oh, shit. So, Ronnie, when he gets out and gets his phone back, and then Kale's watching the video, and then he actually sees something wrapped in plastic behind one of the vents, like it was being hidden. And then they pull it enhance, and I don't know how you enhance fucking old school video from the 2000s like this but they zoom in and they see that it's the corpse of a woman it's the same woman from earlier in the movie and so they don't understand how she left but maybe he grabbed her later on in the night so oh, this ain't good at all so robert knocks out kale's mom holds her captive and then comes to kale's house because he's gonna he's got himself a plan knocks ronnie out with the baseball bat and then grabs Kale. And then his plan, he's going to frame Kale for the murders. And then make it seem like Kale killed himself afterward. So he's like, well, you know, I had a good thing going on here. And you kind of, uh, you're fucking it up. So I'm just going to make it look like you went insane. And you just started killing everybody. You killed your girlfriend. You killed your best friend. You killed your mom. And then you killed that pretty little girl. And then you killed yourself. And he's like, uh-oh. Ashley pops up giving Kale a couple of seconds to actually catch Robert 
off guard. And so they fight and they get into the room and then Kale and Ashley hop into the pool as Robert gets inside the room. So Kale's ankle monitor goes off and the police are like, we just left. And they turn around. So Kale, he heads into Robert's house to look for his mom. Uh, Kale finds all the evidence that he needs to actually pin Robert for all these murders. They, Kale finds a woman's dress and a wig. And so he realizes that Robert, after knocking out the woman, he came out dressed like the woman and hopped into her car to get rid of it. And it's like, oh, holy shit. So the asshole cop that's been just on Kale's case this whole time actually arrives on the scene. He goes into Robert's house and Robert's just waiting around the corner and just snaps his neck. And I was like, oh, well, that was easy. Jesus. So Kale finds that Robert has been digging under his house really far. And it's a lot of room down there. And Robert has himself like like a sewage line or a water line. I don't know what it is, but he's been dumping bodies in this watery substance. And Kale falls into the shitty people, dead people water. That's gotta suck. And he finds his mom bound and gagged. Bound and gagged. <laughs> Down under the house. Robert pops up and slices like Kale, like right in the back. Had to fucking hurt. And so he's fighting for his life. And then Julie, the mom, stabs him in the leg with a screwdriver. And Kale stabs him with the biggest shears, like for gardening, I've seen. And stabs him in and pushes him into the pile of dead people water soup that he has made. And he just dies. So, hooray, he killed the serial killer. Good for him. Kale, he's able to cut his ankle bracelet off because of good behavior and actually saving the day and taking out a serial killer. I don't, like I said, I don't get how people give him, like, guff after this fact because he saved a fucking day. But, you know, what are you going to do? So those little kids, so the whole movie, these kids have been, like, shitting in bags and leaving it on his doorstep. And he's like, oh, it's a fire. And he steps on it and he's like, oh, it's poop again. And he starts chasing the kids. But now he's free. And just like in Hey Arnold, when Stoop Kid was able to actually leave his stoop, he scares the shit out of children. He actually calls the mom and says that, well, someone in your house right now is watching porn. And uh, I just want to, you know, make sure that you want it, that to happen. And the mom gets in trouble. And then Kale makes out with Ashley. Hooray! While Ronnie is, like, recording it. That was weird. But that is Disturbia. Okay, so, Emma, who was your favorite character in Disturbia? Kale. I thought his relationship with his dad was great to start. And then I understand that he, like, went off the rails for a while, but... His teacher was being kind of a dick, and I'm not going to lie, I would have also punched a teacher for talking to me like that. Uh, Ditto. If someone said something about my mom like that right after she died, oh, that's a a swing. I'm swinging. Absolutely. I would have taken that ass down real hard. Um, But he was just, I don't know, he he was really true to the idea of the character, (laughs) and it just thoroughly made me understand how a high school student would act in that situation and when the pretty girl moves in and he's like "Ooh, look at her like 
100% he would have gotten sidetracked from everything he was interested in at the time because the pretty half naked girl moved in next door. So yeah, I just, I liked it because he was very true to the character and it was very relatable. So Micah. Um, I am going to go with the bad guy. I'm going to go with Mr. Turner. Dude was a pretty a solid villain. Like just as that's fucking when he gets in, in, uh, uh ashley's car and like grabs the grabs the keys locks the door and it's just like yeah no you're gonna sit here and you're gonna listen to me don't fucking tail me i know what you're doing i just oh really really good fucking villain and he's like yeah he's just got that like poker face that's so just are you fucking the bad guy are you the good guy am i a dick am i the baddie no you're the baddie you know <laughs> so he keeps you guessing and he's really fucking good at it i remember him from uh house he's like in house he's the he's the like the detective that's like uh on house's case for him doing painkillers and he's oh, like yeah. super animate about finding him you know on anything because any slip oh, dude he's just like He's a great. menacing character like he's really fucking good at that role he's got a good serious face yeah he really does my i i do have a uh um honorable mention. honorable mention thank you couldn't think of that i, I ronnie I, I love that ronnie was great that kid in his movies because uh, honestly nick and nora is like one of yes. my on my like top 10 favorite movies of all time and he and he plays one of the 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 friends in that movie but he just like has this crazy energy that was like perfect for that time. Everybody had that one friend that was just like, fuck yeah, the I'll do it. Friend energy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be like super skittish the whole time, be like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm not gonna do it. Oh fuck, fuck. I left my phone in his car. Like fuck. He just he was just such a good because uh Shia LaBeouf's character was so fucking serious that it just it really, really like eased it, it was a good back and forth. He was a great supporting character in this movie. Well, my favorite character is Ronnie. Yay, Ronnie. Thanks, Micah. You got it. <laughs> I was also on the Ronnie train if I didn't say this character. It's Kale. Uh, Shia LaBeouf played a pretty solid character in a mystery thriller situation. He could have been super paranoid well he he did have his moments of paranoia but it seemed like his friends took all the other emotions that would have made him super crazy and he just stayed focused on the job and i thought that was pretty spiffy um but no uh, i really enjoyed i enjoy a main character that is just smart um people around him were not smart his mom was was a dum-dum but she was uh, a little extra. I don't his know. His mom was tired of his shit. He'd been fucking yep. the whole time. As soon as his dad died, he'd been fucking around and putting her through hell. Yeah, it was a mess. But no, I really enjoyed Kale. So Emma, who was your least favorite character? I said Robert because he was real. Like he was channeling that sexual predator energy super hard. From I mean, I get it. Like that's his character. That's who he's supposed to be. But he was really rapey, like really, really rapey. (laughs) So, yes, he was great as the bad guy, but he also was my least favorite character because he was the bad guy. He was an (laughs) asshole and he was terrifying. And it's 
that kind of a perfect portrayal of somebody that creepy that makes me little literally question like the guy parked next to me at the gas station that i'm like do do i look at you funny and like then you figure out that you live two doors down from me and now i'm bound and gagged in your fucking air vents like i'm terrified (laughs) so robert for sure micah i'm going to say the gutierrez cousins number one (laughs) fuck that teacher who do you think you are what would your dad think oh come on you piece of shit like damn like have a conversation with him outside of class don't ream him in front of everybody like that you fucking bitch and then of course the the cop cousin who's just like fucking with them the whole time it's like he takes the call he's like yeah i'll get to it yeah well that whenever i get to it (laughs) and then he just gets fucked up real fast not not very not very effective. No, nah, he got thumped. Real <laughs> very hard. very very unsuspecting, Terrible. but yeah, nah, those cousins, those 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 cousins. Uh, my least favorite character was Officer Gutierrez. Yes, uh, that guy was a piece <laughs> of shit. Um, much like another film that we watched, that Otis and I watched recently, you do not just listen to calls come in and not do anything about them. Yep. A cab. <laughs> uh choo choo. I'm on the cops are poop in horror movie trope. Um boy howdy. Uh yeah, the second he was like, Yeah, that's my that's my cousin or brother. I was like, Oh, okay. Get him off this fucking case. Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf says conflict it's like of interest. Yeah, is that not like a conflict of interest? Like he's gonna treat me like shit. And you know, Viola Davis is like, Well, I mean, you kind of did some shitty things, so it's kind of on you. I'm like, mm. that's not reasonable at all, ma'am. Oh, I saved the world from a serial killer. Can I get a fucking bonus or something? I did your job, cop lady. <laughs> but hey, what do I know? I don't stop serial killers in my spare time. But no, uh, the cops, they were people. <laughs> I know, ma'am. He says bad cops are bad. <laughs> they're bad okay so now let's do seven word synopsis katie house arrest teen uncovers serial killer neighbor ashley learned never roll window fully down and then stuck student stalks gets girl solves crimes i only have one uh peeping kid saves the day with peeping (laughs) he's like what the fuck they doing over there Oh shit, that's a killer. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad you glad you saved the day with all that peeping you were doing. And I don't understand. Maybe it's just I know when scenes when the room is completely dark, you can't make the room completely dark because we can't see it. So there's light in a room. I get that. But there are scenes when Shia LaBeouf is like, Oh, she can't see me. And she's like getting dressed and he's in a completely lit room. And he's like, can't see me with these binoculars. Well, he is a teenager after all, so He's thinking he like, was thinking with the wrong brain. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so weird. Like, you know, they can you can see from a distance. You know, people have eyes, my guy. But he was like, Oh, you can't see me. Oh wow, he did I think he killed somebody. I'm just standing here watching him. I'm like, no, turn your lights off, you dickhead. But once again, what do I know? I don't peep on serial killers, so <laughs> Micah. I have one. And it's an alliterative. A fool stole my trope. (laughs) Derelict death dealer detailer 
disturbs daring delinquent. Ooh, ooh. nice. I like it. That's a T words out here. I only had two. Uh, just natural side effects of chronic boredom. That was a <laughs> yeah. great quote. And then my alliterative detained dork discovers disturbing deeds deemed do gooder. Did we use the same letter? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. So this film came out. I, so this film came out April 13th, 2007. Almost did it again. So what do you guys think the budget for Disturbia was, Katie? $15 dues. $15 dues. Emma? Uh, $5 dues. $5 dues. Micah? $11 dues. The difference I here. see where you're going, Micah. Not a bad idea, but everyone was a bit low. The budget wow. was $20 dues. Damn. 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 Spend it on hookers and blow. <laughs> In 2007? Shot in a fucking neighborhood? God damn. Yeah, there's not that many scenes in it, but like... You had to excavate underneath a whole house. And and to oh, be no, fair, Shia LaBeouf had like the ultimate like teenager room. Like that shit was badass. Oh, I wish I had that room. Fuck. Right? Fuck. But also like that cop scene, would or the cop scene, the car crash scene would have taken a whole bunch of money and time. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty brutal too. And Shia LaBeouf was huge at this moment. Yeah. You have to put yeah. in like his salary, what it would have been at that this time. For sure. Oh. You're right, Micah. His bedroom was legit. It connected dude, to like an office. Dude. Yeah, man. Holy shit. The rooms in that fucking house were all so big. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd love. And then he had like a balcony or like he could like run to the to the window across. He, it was like he had one corner where all the like both walls were just windows. You can get on the roof. And, yeah. and then the uh, Ashley's room had like that bump out that was Fucking surrounded windows. by with windows. Oh. Such a cool like nineties nostalgia vibe on on that architecture, like, man. Second like, level sun porch. Yeah, I would love a room just all windows. It probably sucks in the summer. You're like just oh my god, I'm dying around here. here for sure. Yeah, but that ugh, his room and her room were pretty fucking cool. What do you guys think the box office was, Katie? $130 dues. $130? Emma? $100 flat dues. And Micah? $150 dues. That's so cool. Micah switched it up because he went middle for the first time and he went over this time. Should have stayed middle, Micah. So the box office was $118 dues. Uh, You guys got it just right. Like Wow. You know, pretty close. Uh, yeah, reception, boy howdy. This movie did fucking great. You know, uh, everyone watched it and they loved it. Uh, it finished second behind the record-breaking Spider-Man Three. Boy howdy. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that movie, but you weren't beating a fucking comic book movie even at pizza that time. Yeah. It's pizza time. <laughs> it was pizza time then. <laughs> but no, it, it, this movie is a fun one. You know. You know, even with all the lawsuits and shit, like you're you're copying this, still pretty dang good. I'm sad they didn't try to do another one. I don't think you could do another one because at that point, if Katie like stopped the serial killer because she was peeping, and she's like, "I think my new neighbor is a killer," they're like, "Okay, we should really check that out." Because you know, I feel I feel like that's one thing that that Hollywood is kind of missing out on are these teenage led like. 
I don't know, horror movies or, yeah. or stuff like that, you know, where it's like, choose a, a common story, like Boy Cried Wolf and, and Rear Window, whatever, and and do something like that, you know? I, I mean, now nowadays it's, <clears throat> it's, I mean, maybe it is just the fact that it was like, right on the cusp of smartphones so yeah some people had them but not everybody had them in 2007 so it was like you know i mean i still had like a flip phone that i I was happy it had a a mirror on it it didn't even have a camera (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like maybe maybe that makes it tough because it's like all those things that you you know wouldn't have easy access to and you'd have to work really hard to to search because even google wasn't that powerful even though it was powerful and it was like oh and then you said something about putting the video up on youtube and it was like dude when this movie came out youtube was one it was one year old and now youtube runs the world like (laughs) so maybe it is just a technology thing that makes that harder now because back then it was just right on that edge where yes there was technology but it was just fledgling technology that was just starting to take off and that's why usually scary movies or either before technology gets really big, so they don't have to worry about like, oh, my phone does everything. Oh, we're in a a, a spot where it's just no reception. That's why it's always in the woods or mm-hmm. jammers or something like that. Because you have to deal with phones if you make yeah, you a modern day. You couldn't have a like neighbor who's a serial killer like this movie did because everyone's got fucking ring cameras on every corner of their house and like. I can see when anyone comes and goes in my neighborhood. Like, you, there's no like. Yeah. Oh yeah, my blue Mustang had a big dent in it. Some for some reason, question mark. And now it's fixed. No. Like, <laughs> and now I saw and you now, coming and going exactly at three oh one a.m. I got the proof. And now everybody stays inside all the time, so everybody's always home as much as possible. And so anybody's gonna hear that fucking grinder going against that you know against that car trying to buff it out and it's like what the fuck is happening over there what is he doing right just peeping in the shades what the fuck is he doing? yeah <laughs> so yeah that's why usually you have to date movies and move it back or just get rid of phones somehow also this dude's house would smell like shit so i mean he had a fucking two floors of just holes under it so that's what i'm saying his house the, probably don't stink the, that much the sewage water underneath his house alone the Shiloh felon would smell like shit. Not to mention the fact that there was a bunch of dead, rotting bodies in it. Yeah. Like, that house would reek. Yeah, with the fucking oh, just water underneath the house. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, there was an episode of that show that is now like super nobody likes it anymore because of the cast. They're all a bunch of Scientologists and rapists, but uh, that 70s show did a really funny episode where it was like all Alfred Hitchcock, like Halloween or a few Alfred Hitchcocks thrown in and, uh, and they did rear window and they did it really, really funny because Eric falls off the roof or whatever. It is like (laughs) injured and, Bob, I thinks Bob kills Midge, and it turns out he's like he's like taking the bags out, and it's like, well, what was in the bags? Pumpkin guts. I was making jack o' lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> that show had some pretty solid special episodes. Good stuff. Okay, minority kill count. Uh, Officer Gutierrez. That's it. Yeah, we don't know anything about any of the women. There wasn't enough yeah. information one, on anyone. One had nice hair. Look just like a wig. 
<laughs> it was definitely a wig. Yeah. So the new number is 381 and a Tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Disturbia before we get out of here? Go watch it. It's great. Go buy it so you have it. You yeah. Own it. Then you don't have to worry about it. You right? have and, it. And go figure another film written by Christopher Landon that everyone enjoys. I would love for him to write a movie for me because he's really, really good at it. <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. Uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about peeping on people or, I don't know, using cameras, binoculars and stuff, or that song, Me So Horny, you can tweet Katie at. Alan <laughs> <laughs> We have an email it is. Alan Tom presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Alan Tom presents. I think that's the first I don't know if it's the first time I heard that song or I really thought about it, but the ringtone. Oh, make some horn. Oh, oh, I'm like, hey, it's a good song. <laughs> so the music you listen to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So this is episode six in the pocket in the books out of sight uh we have 25 more episodes and boy howdy uh we have some really good ones coming out yeah uh catching up with things that could have fit into other months but then we're like ah fuck it we're just doing it in october because it's just easier like that so um like always thank you so much for listening and we'll be back tomorrow with another scary movie okay bye guys Toots? Man, I swear to God, they're up to something out there. Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, it does look fishy. I mean, it looks a little spooky. Holy shit, he's fucking the neighbor. <laughs>